Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. Hope you're enjoying your lunch. And if you haven't grabbed lunch yet, go to Good Sense. Go to Good Sense, actually. It's because it's a Good Sense Friday here. I was going to say, go to Good Sense Friday. Wait a minute. You can't go to Good Sense Friday. It is a Good Sense Friday. You could try. Here on 93.7 The Ticket. So we get Good Sense every week, and it's delicious. So uh, you can try that out. Or you can always go to our sponsor at Wingstop. Uh, which is uh, delicious as well. They got the new chicken sandwich. Get yourself a chicken sandwich. It's delicious. I had the lemon pe- or the uh, the uh, Louisiana rub one yesterday, and when I tell you it was delicioso, it was fantastic. <laughs> you should believe it. I've had the lemon delicious. pepper and I've had the Louisiana rub, both chef's kiss. Yeah, uh, I, I and you can never go wrong with the wings either. I know no, promote the sandwiches, but the wings are delicious. The wings are top notch. Uh, let's bring in Brian Munson of Husker Online. Feels kind of nice to say that, Brian. How are you doing today? Yeah, it is. It's kind of nice to hear that, too. So, yeah, doing good today. <laughs> You're no longer Brian Munson of Nebraska. Page coming soon. <laughs> yeah, that one didn't fit very well. So I appreciate you guys being flexible and just saying on three before. But, yeah, we are we are back to our, our normal publishing type of, uh, type of name here since Sean has rejoined us as of September 1st. So we are, we're back to, to full strength with, with the uh, Fearless Leader. Awesome. Well, let's let's jump right into it. It's been an interesting week, and and you gotta kind of kind of think um, after the loss to Northwestern, we don't have to hide from. There's a bunch of rumors, specifically about Urban Meyer and stuff. How do you think that that stuff plays off in the recruiting world as Frost is trying to get, uh, you know, his next class lined up? Yeah, you know, I I, I think obviously there's some difficulty that that comes along with that, but the Nebraska staff um, has handled everything very very well. I mean. You come back from Northwestern, and I think that the one kind of immediate reaction to what they saw in Northwestern was to kind of elevate a couple of junior college defensive linemen that we'll talk about here shortly, and bring those guys in as first, you know, as early as you can when it comes to the season, and get them in there for a home game. Um, but then I think obviously that you know Scott Frost has been through this before. Nebraska fans have been through this before when it comes to the the rumors and the speculation. Um, the staff had, you know, a couple, three things that they needed to kind of get done on the recruiting front. Number one was to get those junior college defensive linemen, you know, set to set to attend this weekend. Number two, they had the September 1st uh, kind of milestone when they could start reaching out to class of 2024 uh, recruits. And they had then they had to go ahead and finish out how they were going to kind of fill up the rest of their weekend with bringing in the guys that were that are still priority guys for 2023. How many, you know, the commitments they're going to bring back. Uh, priority guys for 2024 and then i think ultimately there's still some you know priority walk-on guys that that they also want to kind of bring in and, and take another close look at so um i felt like they knocked out those those three things out of the park i mean th- those are those are certainly some things obviously that that the uh that the rumor and innuendo gets down to those those levels uh it's obviously impacting them their families watch them and their families watch the game they're obviously out there on the social media and out in the public space where I'm sure that they're hearing and, and reading about those things. But it's not enough speculation, at least from a negative perspective, to keep them away from coming to Lincoln. So uh, I think the, like the staff is handling it just as well as the recruits are. And I think it's recruiting and, and football kind of all have that thing. It's like we will cross that bridge when it comes, you know, when it, when it gets here. As of right now, it's, it's kind of 
operating the the same way that you were, and, and, and as things adjust, you make adjustments. You were speaking on the, the filling up the the visitor list for this coming for tomorrow. Really, uh, do we have any any names of the uh, priority uh, recruits that Nebraska is bringing in? Yeah, you know, there's a few guys that are coming in, like 2023 commits that everybody is very familiar with. Obviously, local guy Gunnar Gatula will be there. A couple other local guys. Maverick Noonan and Sam Sledge will be there. Jaden Doss, the wide receiver from Kansas City, is going to be in town. But the two priority defensive linemen that I was referring to are both from Iowa Western. You have Ontario Thompson, who came there uh, in June for for uh, summer camp and tore it up, left Lincoln with an offer, you know, in hand. And then you have Quintrail uh, Jamison Travis, who is the defensive tackle opposite Thompson. Those guys are, are really kind of unique in a way that, that when the Iowa Western has got them both on the football field, they don't do strong side, weak side. They don't do one and three and flip. They literally stay where they're at, left or right, and they just kind of make the adjustment based on the formation that they're seeing. So a uh, very versatile pair of defensive linemen. And outside of that, you've got a couple of big 2023 targets coming in. you got local guy Malachi Coleman coming in, uh, wide receiver from Lincoln East, uh, you also have Ethan Thomason. Uh, really interesting story about him. Offensive tackle from Rocky Mountain High School in Fort Collins, Colorado. He hadn't heard from Nebraska since about like mid-July. And and it seemed that Nebraska had kind of moved on, but some things have changed, right? The, the, the Zalance herd has come off the board and committed to LSU yesterday. Bo Hewley has been out there now in the public space saying that it's going to take quite a bit for him to flip on Georgia. So if that's the case, and Nebraska still feels like they have an offensive tackle need, Thomason is a big dude, you know, six eight, three hundred pounds. And then I think you know you get into some priority twenty twenty three uh, walk on types. Caleb Kincaid from North Platte. You've got Mason Goldman uh, from Gretna. Uh, Connor Keneally from from uh, Mount Michael. Um, and a couple guys from Omaha West Side, like Jalen Lloyd and Jeremiah Truitt. But then I think if there is one offer, and this will be the last guy I'll talk about, Jaden Reddle, who is a teammate of, J- of Nebraska commitment Jaden Doss, um, he's coming in as well. This is a bigger body guy, 6'4", 220-ish. Is he a wide receiver? Is he some sort of a hybrid flex tight end? Uh, we we just know that he's a really, really good player offensively, uh, has a Tennessee offer, has a Missouri offer, has a Colorado State offer. Would not be surprised if he left Lincoln this weekend with a Nebraska offer. Now, as you watch the Northwestern game, as we head to this North Dakota game, what was kind of your biggest concern watching that, that you think that, that might be maybe more of a long-term problem um, than one that they can get fixed from, from week one to week two? Yeah, you know, I, I think that I think what was more troubling for me than anything else was just kind of the play up front, particularly on the defensive line. Um, I know that there's certainly some things that they need to do when it, when it comes to the rotation. You, you're, they're not going to find a, a sustainable model leaving Ty Robinson out there for 70 plus snaps a game. That, that's simply, you know, you're you're going well too far into the tank to keep him healthy or keep him productive for an entire season. So that was. That was concerning. I think that they can kind of uh, help that out as, as Wynn and Drew get a little bit more up to speed. Maybe conditioning, you know, gets a little bit more uh, in line with where they need to be to play to, to play in the conference, to play at Nebraska. Um, and then I think tackling, the arm tackling, the the ankle diving, um, those were certainly some things too that they have to clean up. They they just gave Northwestern a few too many chances to kind of break tackles 
make make bigger plays out of out of something that that should have been stopped for shorter games. Um, and, and I think that if you really want to be critical about it, it could be on both sides of the offensive or on on, on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Excuse me, with with the offensive line being also included, there just weren't a lot enough holes kind of opened up to where the running backs kind of get in it. I think that Nebraska will make adjustments when it comes to play calling, like the the, the onside kick would would be the first thing everybody else would talk about. But I think also Nebraska needs to start challenging the edges a little bit better when it comes to their play calling, particularly within the the run game. And I think they need to find a way to kind of offset the loss of, you know, maybe Vokalik not being around for a couple of weeks and trying to get him healthy to come back for Oklahoma. Well, that's interesting to see how, what kind of approach they take there. Do you, do you think that Nebraska's edge rush was maybe overrated coming into the season, or do you think that was uh, Skaronsky and, and those guys being so good? Was it uh, just a lack of imagination to get a, a blitz package together, or do you expect the, the edge rushers at Nebraska to have their day? It just, it just wasn't week zero. Well, the offensive tackle at Northwestern, you know, they're talking about him being an NFL draft pick. I thought he played pretty solid. Um, I, I didn't, I don't think that Nebraska got O'Shawn Mathis on the field enough. Uh, I think that they need, they need to really kind of take a look at their blitz package, try to find different ways to kind of get Garrett and O'Shawn uh, out there on the field together. Um, I, I think that also, you know, you're you're just you're trying to figure out how things are going to kind of work. I think that Northwestern had some pretty good designs kind of dialed up and how they were going to handle, you know, I, I think where Nebraska's strengths are at, where it comes to you know the edge spots with with Garrett, with O'Shawn, with with Caleb Tanner. Uh, they were able to kind of go out there and dial up the right protection. They've had they obviously have really good tackles, so the tackle play was solid. Um, and, and I think Nebraska has to be a little bit more creative. They they did get some pressure from time to time when they were bringing the, the middle linebackers on some blitzes. Uh, they will have to continue to be creative. Having a guy like Henrich go down with the, with the injury, however, um, it, it's going to be one of those things to see how Nebraska is going to rotate them through you know, the, the next group of guys. And if they need to make some more personnel decisions about bringing another guy back over to Mike potentially to – to kind of help things out until until Nick can get back, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I like the I like the mixing in of the linebacker. I felt like they could have done it maybe once or twice more with the defensive back. But ultimately, those guys on the edge, they're going to have to try to find ways to, to be more effective on their own. What is the what is the news on the Nick Henrich injury? I've seen a few things about it, but I haven't got anything official. Yeah, I, I don't. It's kind of bizarre because it's like. He was out there for out there for a bit, and then all of a sudden he was he was gone, and he was kind of pulled off. I think Sean kind of nailed down some stuff in Tunnel Talk, okay. uh, talking about it a little bit. But yeah, I I think it's going to be a couple of weeks before you see him back, and that's going to make things really interesting because I know Ernest Hausman had seen some time last week, but uh, you know Henrich, it, it's a right hand in- injury actually for Henrich. Now that I think about it. But so he's already had surgery, should should miss a couple of games. But then you got like, you know, Hausman and, and Mauga Clements, you know, that could be guys that could step up potentially to play there. But you know, you're you're trying to bring I think Hausman along. I think he's very, very talented, and I think Mauga Clements is a guy that's obviously just seen time mainly on special teams, so it'd be very interesting to see how he can make that jump. Uh, we're speaking with Brian Munson of Husker Online. Brian, could this could, could that be somewhere where one of the nickels, either Isaac Gifford or Chris Kolarovich, kind of kind of step yeah. in if you if they're truly not that comfortable with throwing Ernest Hausman in there as a freshman or or Malga Clements if he's you know despite being here for a while still not ready to take that that middle linebacker spot? 
I think it's absolutely, uh, you know, for Kolarevich uh, to get back over there from nickel and play Mike. I, I felt like he was a little bit out of position. He had a big hit last week, and obviously, you know, you're looking for a guy out there that can punish some people at that nickel spot. But I think Nebraska's heart was in the right place, was kind of, you know, head was in the right place of kind of trying to find ways to, to maximize playmakers and stuff like that. But you've got to be a really super jumbo athlete to play that nickel spot. You know, like thinking back to like how good of a player JoJo Doman, you know, really was. JoJo just made the 53-man roster at Indy uh, being an undrafted free agent. Um, says a ton for him about being a player. Probably if he doesn't have that nasty uh, hand injury, he probably does get drafted uh, and, and probably, you know, obviously still makes the roster. But mm-hmm. but I think it says the most to him about his skill set. His skill set is, you know, playing man-to-man, playing it, dropping into coverage and getting into zone, um, and then also being able to kind of get after the quarterback and, and be in stat against the run. You've got to hit all those areas. It's, it's a really unique spot. Um, and I think Gifford is – Looked looked the part, played the part last week, but uh, I think Nebraska defense needs to go back and see what else they can do about maybe moving some other personnel around to help out at that spot where Hendricks won't be for a couple of weeks. He is Brian Munson of Husker Online, our weekly guest to get us ready for the game each week here on a Friday. Before we let you go, Brian, we need to get your Nostradamus hat on and uh, tell us what's going to go down on Saturday. Yeah, I, I I'm not feeling really great about it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Nebraska is going to lose another one, but I, I don't think Nebraska fans can go out there and just feel good about what it is they're going to see. Notre Dame or Notre Dame, <laughs> uh, North Dakota is incredibly tricky. They they go out there and they do a lot of eye candy, a lot of a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of a lot of throwback stuff. Nebraska has to play disciplined disciplined football on the defensive side of the football, and I. Just don't feel like, you know, Nebraska got enough of that basically from last week. So I'm going to take the Huskers 35 21. It's, it's not going to be a comfortable game, I think, for people to sit down and watch, though. I think people want to maybe potentially get a little bit more of a, a, a game, you know, under their wings that they can feel good about building on, you know, from week to week. I don't think that this is going to be that game. They're going to get a win, and it's going to be a feel good thing for the team. But it's going to be tougher, I think, than, than what people are expecting. All right. Very interesting stuff. Thanks again for joining us uh, for our Friday breakdown here, Brian. Hey, have a great holiday, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right. There he goes. Brian Munson of Husker Online. Uh, it is time for us to take our break here on the Ticket Water Cooler. And uh, we'll make way for the happy hour. Let's talk a little bit about the games that happened last night. Uh, I thought those were a lot of fun. Also, maybe our uh, our own thoughts going into the weekend against North Dakota. We'll do that next year on the Ticket Water Cooler 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 